Before we get into the show, I just wanted to say from the cast of DND Raw that we hope you are safe and well. The health and safety of our listeners is our top priority, and we want to make sure that we do our part to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Now, better known as coronavirus, this disease has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes, and cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. For the podcast, we plan to continue releasing episodes on our regular schedule and keep recording new adventures with our characters remotely. You can also send letters to Leuven at dm at dndraw.com right now. More details on that during the episode. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our player's to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DM's notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Johnny Torres for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next week, will be Serviceable Plots, episode 44. Join us now for Rumble Squad, episode 32. I will take it from your corpse. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Oric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, Rumble Squad partied with the orcs of the Nightmare Skull Clan throughout the night for some much-needed fun. In the morning, the group gathered together, thanked their hosts, and set off for the lands of the champion. They met back up with Demean, who informed the group that he would be traveling through the portal before they closed it, as his job took him into the abyss, but they should report back on what had happened here. As the party noted the change in the landscape around them, they bedded down for the evening, before facing the dangerous task ahead of them. You get another long rest, and the evening passes uneventfully. Anything you would like to do before proceeding on? I'm going to do one last meditation before we go, but I don't want to just, like, open myself up. I'm just kind of, like, gauging things. Roll wisdom. A 13. You're so tentative in reaching out. You, you get a sense of a lot, but you can't pinpoint anything specific. Okay. Do we want to use the orb now? Before we begin? Yeah, like, we we camped out here with the understanding that we're getting pretty close, and it's better to do this while we still have the element of surprise, probably. I I guess I can go ahead and 
see if I can spot him. And I'll go ahead and pull out the orb and try and use it to find the champion. So you put your hands on the orb. There's a weird sensation of like, you get the sense of it wants a name. There's no voice like Nissa mentioned. Seems like that might have been tied to Neverhelm itself. But you get the sensation that you just need to focus on someone. The champion. Auric, your vision of the surrounding forest fades to darkness. You find yourself above land, high in the sky. Hard to tell features. Your vision flies towards the ground, and you find yourself suddenly on a busy city street. People milling about. You see a massive figure covered in plate from head to toe. No other physical features visible except for bright blue eyes. You see a massive greatsword. You, being more aware of the various items and and probably looking for it a bit more, do notice the symbol of the eye that is the symbol of Obris on the greatsword, the orcish god. When your vision comes in, the figure pauses in the middle of this busy street. You notice a lot of... There seems to be some, like, various things being set up, uh, stalls and the like, where he's at. But his gaze turns to meet yours. Someone else coming to look for me? Please feel free to come find me. Love a challenge. His hand reaches up, directs towards your field of view, and the vision fades. Did I recognize the city at all, or could I be able to deduce where it is? Make an intelligence check. I got a 18. From a bit of deduction, you know it's nothing within the Thessian Kingdom, and considering the architectural style of the few things you were able to see, you believe this is somewhere neither within Solana or the Nephany, which leaves either a standalone city somewhere out within the world. This could be Amaron. Uh, this could be one of the various towns or places between the kingdoms, or it could be somewhere within the Vremer Empire. But this is not an elven or dwarvish style of city that you saw. That is what you were able to glean. So it's fairly confident he's nowhere nearby. Well, I think this might be the best outcome we could have hoped for. He appears to be in a major city, and from my best guess, it's not one that's near here at all. Alright, that's a start. However, as we've seen, teleportation is a thing, so I say we still rush. Well, yeah. Before we go rushing in there, though, I also heard growling, so we should definitely be on high alert that there is a creature between us and the portal, most likely. Creature or creatures. We'll most likely have to deal with a guard at the portal. Yeah, well, at least it won't be the champion, fingers crossed. And from what the other guardians have told us, it sounds like if we're on his lands, he's not going to be aware. No, and he knows we're looking for him. Well, he knows that somebody is looking for him. He has no concept of us. There's no way to trace back the scry. Right. Well, for once, it looks like luck may be on our side. This is probably the best outcome we could have hoped for. As long as he's got stuff he really needs to do in whatever city that is, then yes. If it comes back because he's getting all offensive now, that's a bit different. But he won't know that we're entering his lands. He might think we're coming to him. That actually works in our favor because he'll be waiting there for us if that's what he thinks. And if he's in a busy city, it might have him double-checking over his shoulder. Possibly. Well, let's get on the move then. Let's go. Charge! You guys begin to proceed into the champion's domain.
you first begin to notice the ground itself seems to become more uneven. The greenery around you seems to grow more wild and lush, casting everything in deep shadows. You progress further in, and you hear the sounds of almost constant, slight motions in the brush around you. As you proceed further and further to the west, there is the continued sensation as well that there are things moving around you, through the brush, up in the trees, and every so often you glance over your shoulder to look, but there's nothing there. I want to have my warhammer and shield drawn at the ready and be like actively perceiving around me. Active perception checks seem prudent here. You guys can all roll perception checks. A 17? 18? You feel that there are almost things around you constantly, but every time you look, there's nothing there. You think you hear a, some bushes just off to your right shake as if something is moving, and you will go to peer, but you don't see motion. There's a brief moments that out of the corner of your eye, you see movement and you turn, but you heard no sound. You see nothing there. You continue to watch and watch. And at one point, both of you notice briefly ahead of you, some vines seem to recede off of some roots of a tree and start to pull back slightly along the path ahead of you. Hey, so those vines just moved. <laughs> I, this is what we heard about. We're definitely in his lens now. Demean, do you know if we're going in the right way? Pauses and he kind of closes his eyes. Need of the air slightly northward. And as you guys continue to proceed, you kind of skirt around where you saw the vines receding. Pretty sure that you see one of the plants shift slightly, but give it a bit of a wide berth as you continue and press on a bit further. And eventually, Leuven, Auric, as you are scouting, you first hear a small thud ahead of you. And then sound of gnashing teeth and ripping. I would turn back to Domine and say, we need to be stealthy now. Yeah, I think you're right. And cast Pass Without a Trace. As you guys are looking, you can just Auric and Luvin see kind of what looks almost like a about a medium-build creature and scaled form ahead of you. But that's all you can catch a glimpse of before Domine releases his spell. And I would like everyone to roll stealth checks who would like to try to stealth. 27 total. 14. 29. So, as you guys hunker down and the shadows surround you, you are able to see a little ahead of you a lizard-like creature, a dinosaur of some sort, that is chomping down on something. As you're skirting around, as you see this auric, even with, with your 18, you catch a glimpse of a beautifully crafted warhammer on the ground by this creature. Can I just, like, hold up my hand and like, wait? From what you can tell, it is a black metal that ends where the Warhammer is. Seems to almost look bell-shaped. Can I roll a perception now that we've stopped and gotten close enough to, like, just survey the area? Yes, you can now roll perception. 23. You do notice this creature, this dinosaur, seems to be eating some form of humanoid. <laughs> Hard to tell what now, considering the gore on the ground, but you do also catch a glimpse of this weapon. I was just going to try and, like, point out the weapon and maybe, like, do cupping over the ears to the other people just to be as quiet as possible. We should wait until it's done. I see a weapon that seems worthy of attention. Would I have any idea what this creature is? You can roll a nature check. Ten. Five. 
Natural 20, total 24. Okay. Elaine, you're not quite sure what this is. It reminds you a little bit of a Deinonychus, but you know it's not. It doesn't have the feathers that the Deinonychus has. Auric, it's a dinosaur. Checks out. But look at that hammer. Dad hammer. Leuven, it's an Allosaurus. Very vicious, very bestial creature that you've heard stories highly predatorial and likes to tackle, pin, and consume its enemies in one swift motions. So I'll kind of just whisper as few words as possible to convey that. Just like Allosaurus, Predator, eat you as it tackles. Solitary? Don't They don't hunt in packs. No, they do not. They are also very fast. I am going to look at Oric very sternly. We are on a time crunch. We cannot sit around and wait for a beast. I think this will be worth the wait. It's a hammer. As you guys are talking, there is a blur of motion as the Allosaurus is suddenly missing its head. And it drops to the ground as you see a strange entity, an unnatural one, step out from the brush. A horse-like body, hooved feet, but a long serrated tail. Where the head would be is a torso. Humanoid in form, but with spikes and ridged pieces to it that end its hands in long claws, and its face is uh, elongated, almost lizard-like, but with long, curved horns on the side of its head. As it emerges from the brush, it looks down at the dinosaur, grabs it in one of its hands, and just starts eating it. Can we make a nature check on this one? (laughs) You can make an arcana check. Four. Fifteen? You feel you've heard the name for this thing. You think it's called an Armonite. It's a demon. It's just sitting there eating the thing it just beheaded. Yep. I'm just going to, without words, I'm going to look to Auric and look to the hammer and then point to the thing and then do like line across the throat like, it's going to kill us. (laughs) I'm just going to quiet finger. Don't make a sound. Try and wait for it to pass. I'm staying real still, not doing or saying anything. I need one more stealth check from everybody. A total of 13. 23. 19. As you guys were speaking and hunkered down, this thing is just consuming the animal. It's eating and eating, and then it stops. None of you speak abyssal, do you? That's a solid no. It drops the body. Hunkers down more, starts sniffing the air, and you see in its hands electricity start to form. Javelin. Rage Chuck. Chuck acid vial and also moving away from the others just a bit. Much as I can before it reacts. So I need you all to roll initiative then. So Demean is actually, since he's uncertain what you guys intend to do, he's going to skirt off to give kind of a bigger buffer, but you see him like pull his arrow back like he's holding his action. Then I'm going to get up as I rage and incoming chuck it. So you skirt away from Demean, say the command word as you rage, and hurl the javelin of lightning. So you can go ahead and make your attack roll. Alright, so 22 to hit. First, what is the piercing damage and rage damage? Eight total points of damage. And then separately, what is the lightning damage? 13 points of lightning. So you run to the side, activate the javelin lightning, and hurl it as it strikes the creature. The blade 
slices through its side, like through its ribs, as electricity pulses across its form. The electricity doesn't hurt it as much as you expected. In response to that, Demean fires two shots. The first one jabs into its hindquarters as it just lashes its tail about. The second one just passes overhead as it's like flailing about. He he doesn't able to line up his shot well. That does bring us to its turn, and you are the closer target, Elaine. So it is charging towards you. You see it rear back, and its hoof comes straight at you, which hits, and it would be 14 bludgeoning reduced to 7. And as it hits hits you in the shoulder, you kind of spin slightly, but as he comes down, his claw does as well. 14 again reduced to 7. And as he slashes, his tail seems to come up and over and down towards you which also hits for 13 reduced to six. So in total, you've taken 20 points of damage. Leuven, that does bring us to you. So this thing is 20 feet from you and is just harassing Elaine. She's still standing, but she's looking bloodied. So freeze frame of of what I was doing as we rolled initiative, I was drawing my acid vial and now I'm chucking it. Okay, so it needs to make a deck save. It does. You chuck the vial, and as its tail comes back up, it just cracks the vial up into the air, and it just disappears into the trees. Yeah, all right. And I am moving up kind of with Elaine in between me and this thing. And A, I'm like, hey, buy your feet here. Yeah, healing. Enjoy. And I also will bonus action shield of faith for Elaine. And then also step back a little further to give myself even more distance. Again, Elaine in between me. As you pull back, its tail has a 10-foot reach. It hacks across your ribs for 11 points of damage. But Elaine, right by your feet, as part of your movement, you could pick up this potion. And also I'm going to roll my concentration. Yes, roll a con saving throw. Uh, 20 total. Leuven's able to maintain the hold of his shield of faith on you, Elaine. The protective magics around you seem to hold, uh, even as this tail goes above your shoulder to slash at Leuven. That does bring us to you, Elaine. Be part of my movement to pick it up and a bonus action to drink. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to use my action to axe speak shift. Leuven, you're almost shoved backwards as this thing is right in your face. Auric, it's your turn. All right. I am first going to move up a little bit, and I will cast my spiritual weapon on the opposite side of him, so it would give flanking to Elaine. So you reach out as a spectral warhammer appears behind the Armonite. Does a 24 hit? It does. Eight force damage. I'm going to put faith into my divine self and cast a uh, sacred flame on him. Okay, so that is a deck save. You bring down the divine energy, and he sidesteps faster than you anticipate as it like, just burns the area where he was. No effect on him. Well, that's a bummer. Okay, I think that's all I can do. Brings us back to Demean, who is going to start to continue to circle around it and fire two more shots at it. Two arrows just slam one into like the ribs of of the the horse part of it the other one like right next to his spine it is looking bloody dirty but that does bring it to its turn it is going to pull away from you elaine oh i'm taking an attack 18 to hit 18 does hit yeah eight points of damage so as it pulls away from you you just 
hack at it with your beak, carve across its shoulder. Lightning reforms in its hand as it's behind Damien. You see what looks like basically a completely lightning-formed javelin appear, and it blasts it out towards Damien, Elaine, and Leuven. I need Elaine and Leuven to make dexterity saving throws. Damien is going to as well. Uh, 16. Okay. 22. Both of you take 15 points of lightning damage because you succeeded. You see Damien get the full force of this blast. And he's like twitching and holding, but he's still up, but bloodied. (laughs) But that is this creature's turn. So that brings us to Leuven. Ow. I also need a con saving throw to maintain Shield of Faith. 22. You maintain Shield of Faith. You are holding it. Thanks, buddy. Cool. How does Elaine's axe beak look like in, in terms of overall health? Bloodied. I'm going to use a bonus action to produce a healing draught, and then I'm going to use my action for a cure wounds on Elaine. Luvin, go ahead and roll your d8. Five total, minimum. I'm going to take some steps back, and as I'm moving, and I'll roll in a moment, yeah, about okay. about 10 feet back, and actually a little to the side as well, in case that gets repeated. I'm mentioning to Auric, hey, uh, maybe you should grab the hammer just in case we need to run. All right, that does bring us to you, Elaine. As Luvin healed you, has a healing draught in his hand and backs up and away so you're not in a direct line with the Armonite. Yep, so I have enough movement probably that I can get around. What's your speed? 50. Oh, yeah, you're fine. To get around and block him off, basically. So you're able to go up and around him, no problem. Does a 23 hit? It does. 11 points of damage with the beak. It's looking pretty rough. As Elaine carves into like its haunches right above its hind legs and just tears across it with her beak. That does bring us to you, Auric. So I'm going to move my spiritual weapon into place. So go ahead with my bonus action attack with that. Does an 18 hit? It does. 10 damage. So, Auric, you shift your spiritual weapon as this creature turns and seems to be about to slash Elaine with its tail. How do you want to do this? Yes! I'll just lop off this stupid thing's head. With a quick swack! Elaine, you see this thing's head just leave its body. So you are out of initiative. All right. I will indicate to everyone, everyone gather around me. It's time for some healing. I will revert back to my normal self. <laughs> I will take 10 minutes and cast Prayer of Healing. You have 10 minutes, so you can roll your, your heals. So everybody heals nine, apparently. I'm just going to kind of flop on the ground. To me, we'll go, does anyone need any additional healing? I'll just use my own cure wounds on myself. I could take some from healing from you, or I could drink this vial. Uh, your call. I'm going to drink it. I drink it. So what do I notice as far as the body that was there? It's humanoid. It's hard to tell much else. (laughs) Okay. What about the items that were there? You notice like scraps of leather that are torn apart and scattered. You notice some little tiny, uh, a few bolts from like a crossbow. And then you notice this black iron warhammer. Can I... I want to identify the hammer. So you want to take 10 more minutes to cast? Yeah. While you're casting this, Elaine's like sitting there impatiently tapping her foot and looking around. So at the end of the 10 minutes, Orc, you release the spell as you are 
holding this black iron warhammer. This item is called a call to prayer. It is a plus one warhammer, and when attuned to the weapon, you can use an action to cast the bless spell at first level without concentration. You can use this once per long rest, but it ends if you let go of the warhammer. Sweet. So, but otherwise, without attunement, it's still just a plus one warhammer. Yes. I will be using this. Are you attuning? As we're walking. Yes, you will have an hour before you, over an hour before you arrive at where you need to go. You guys are continuing on. Auric, what you do learn also when you attune to it is, if you wish, you can use a feature that when you strike an enemy with it, it can create a loud ringing sound. So, you guys continue to proceed through the brush. I told you it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And now, a brief message from Leuven. Hi, I'm Leuven Cromdell. It goes without saying that I love partying and meeting new people. And, like most adventurers, I also have the good fortune of perfect health. But for the sake of those of us who are more vulnerable to COVID-19, I'm committing to social distancing as much as possible until this crisis has passed. I hope you'll join me and become my pen pal in the meantime. Just, you know, please don't lick the envelope. Thanks. Hey, this is Nick, the player for Leuven Cromdell. During these troubled times, we here at D&D Raw are keenly aware of the importance of entertainment media to help all of us get through. It is in this spirit that we're expanding the Nebersol network to include sending spells through electronic mail. Would you like to write a letter to Leuven? Well, now you can. Please address your letter to dm at dndraw.com, and Tony will make sure your message gets where it needs to go. Thank you. One thing you start to notice as you proceed deeper and deeper in is some of the the growth. You start to notice structure that it's clinging to. Bits and fragments of wall or frame as you continue to proceed to the direction that Demean is indicating, where he senses a portal. Occasionally you see Demean like pause for a moment, uncertain, and says, no, no, it's still this way. Have we seen a lot of animals, like small critters? You have seen none. It's going to make it very difficult to cast Animal Messenger and follow said animal. <laughs> you guys are proceeding on, and you notice these stone bits jutting out of the ground. Part of what might have been some sort of ruined city. An old, old city. Everything is overgrown, though. There's fungus and foliage and all of that everywhere around. And as Demean continues to lead you, there is a strange sense of wrongness ahead. You round a, a particular stone wall and see another, what looks like what might have been once like a, a doorway, covered in fungal growths and vines. There's a little bit of stone on the ground that's also being overgrown. One thing you kind of catch a glimpse of though is each bit of stone, like tiling on the, this floor, is massive 30 feet across for each stone link like tile moving quiet perceptioning so we'll do a perception check from everybody 24 total natural 20 total 21 so you guys are looking around and just that sensation of something always around you doesn't stop by the way like something is there, but you never catch a glimpse of anything, and it's always only one sense that detects it. Like, you hear motion behind you, and you turn, but you don't see anything. Or it feels like something is moving at the edge of your vision, but you don't hear any movement. And as you kind of round this corner and see ahead of you, there's just a tingling sensation at the back of your minds. 
and you swear you see some of the foliage shift around the structures. Auric, you hear a voice in your head. You, a fan of weapons, armor, I can grant you what you seek. Armor unlike this plane can offer. Materials to craft your weapons. I was warned about this. I'm not to believe anything you say. Luvin, you hear in your head. You seek knowledge. Plants. Creatures. Materials that can help craft. Fantastic things. Deadly things. Useful things. I can give you what you seek. Well, thank you, but with hard work and my friends at my side, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can get there myself. Elaine, coin, wealth, riches, a place to call home, a place to protect, and all of that can be yours. No worry for food, or no worry for drink. It's just safety. Did you say no? Demean raised an eyebrow. You too? I'd I be hearing it as well. We were warned about this. At that point, partially because Luvin, you rolled a nat 20, the archway where you see the door ahead of you with the fungal growth, it shifts. You're confident. And as it does, the green of the fungus in several spots seems to shift open as you see what look almost like, like red sores, and you realize their eyes and within the doorway, there is a flicker of energy as the voice calls to all of you. You do not want what I seek. Then I shall bring a friend to greet you properly. And as that flicker happens from within the doorway, a figure steps through. You had looked into the doorway and you just saw continued foliage beyond. But for a brief moment, you see blackened skies red-hot flames, and then as something steps through, a thin but muscular figure, just shy of six feet, elongated neck with six arms, an owl-like face, a young body wearing simple clothes as a spell weaver steps through the portal, and you hear in your heads, I promised you that I would return what you did to me. The head turns towards you, Leuven. I want my cloak back, and I will take it from your corpse. As Rydot is back. I need you all to roll initiative. As Rydot initially appears, his arms spread out wide. This fungal growth around this archway seems to just shift ever so slightly. As you see, this portal within the archway itself seems to flicker a little bit in and out of existence but it seems to be holding, giving you the impression that the portal is up, just unstable right now. However, that just brings us to you, Elaine. So actually I can get right up in his face. As you are getting to about 30 feet of this archway, there's this strange sensation around you, Elaine. Nothing that affects you yet, but your head it feels a little like you hear this faint buzzing sound in your head. I'm running up straight forward and thunder wave right in Rydot's face. 
Okay, so that is a 15-foot cube. DC 14 con save. And if he fails, he's getting pushed back into the portal. He makes the save, but he does take half that damage. The creature, however, cannot be pushed back, but it did fail the save, so it takes the full damage. Eight points of thunder damage, and then I'll go ahead and rage as my bonus. Elaine, you run for it, hearing this strange buzzing sound in your head as you get close to Rydot, and you finish the spell and roar, both initially to send a thunderous blast out that he seems to barely hold back. The fungal growth behind him seems to react to the damage as well. And as this roar, the roar seems to go longer than it really should as at the same time, spectral figures burst out from around you and seem to be just in your space. But that does bring us to Rydot's turn. As he kind of initially gets pushed back, he's gonna go right back at you. He's gonna begin to cast six spells. You see in three of his hands, three motes of light. One hand seems to come closer to his chest as he like seems to gather this energy before he starts shoving it back towards you. And in his final two hands, you see small flames appear that also shoot out. Two firebolts to you, Auric. A set of magic missiles to Luvin and six bolts of magic missile to Elaine while also casting Thunder Wave. So Elaine, I need a constitution saving throw. Eight. You're pushed back 10 feet from him and take 11 points of thunder damage. You take, in total with all six magic missiles, 20 points of force damage. Luvin, he sent one set of magic missile to you. You take seven points of force damage. And Auric, he sent two firebolts at you. Both hit. The first one deals eight points of fire damage. The second one deals 17 points of fire damage. There's a good roll and a bad roll, basically. Luvin. Right, uh, you know, I hear that second lives are a great chance to try out new, more productive hobbies. Why don't you try some? I take a few steps to my right, uh, kind of putting myself for a moment uh, near Domine and Auric, and both of my hands are kind of reaching to different pockets in my jacket and pulling out one I, at my side. I already have a healing draught, and I set that on the ground by Auric. Okay. Two. Domine is actually getting something different with my bonus action. I'm producing a swift step draught and putting that by his feet. Then as my action, um, I've used 10 feet of movement. So now I'm moving up uh, diagonally. So now I'm by Auric, that's 15 feet. And I'm gonna move up another 10. So I'm kind of 10 feet behind a lane now. So as you get to that point, Luvin, you hear this weird buzzing sound in your head. Okay, um, that's weird, but I, I kind of shake it off. I start as my action, my full action, if this is allowable, pulling out my lantern of revealing and lighting it. You can have it in your hand, but you can't light it. Okay, I've got it at the ready. So, Luvin, you shift over by Demean and Auric as you pull out two potions and place them on the ground so they can pick them up, then run a little bit behind a lane and start to pull out your lantern of revealing and are starting to fumble with it as you are getting ready to light it. So that is Demean's turn. He is going to pick up the swift step, and it's a bonus action to drink it. So that brings his speed up. He's going to move kind of out in a, a circle to the right towards Rydot as he pulls his bow back and fires two shots. Both shots go out, but as the first one just misses completely, the second one gets towards Rydot as he holds a hand up and a shield forms around him, and it just cracks against the shield. 
Auric, you're up. So I am going to go ahead and use that aspect of my hammer to cast Bless on the player characters. So you get a d4 on attack rolls and saving throws. So that'll help. And then I have a healing potion at my feet. I will take that as my bonus action. Uh, I heal 20. I think I will actually stay where I'm at for right now. You hold up your new hammer called a prayer as you release this divine energy across you, Leuven, and Elaine as you feel bolstered by this spell. You then take this healing drop from Leuven and chug it down and feel a good bit better. <laughs> the fungal creature cannot do anything currently. Elaine, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as the buzzing in your head is getting louder. So 16 total? The buzzing is intense, but your rage and your energy is just shaking this off. Okay, so I am going to action B-shape into giant wolf spider form, and then I am going to use my movement to shift kind of back a little bit until I don't feel the buzzing. Then as a bonus action, I could cast it the totem before I shape shift, right? If you wanted. I will cast it then. I am going to do Hawk Spirit. You focus on your druidic magics and summon forth the Hawk Spirit of your spirit totem, having its form by Rydot as you shift then into your giant wolf spider form and scurry back and away until you can't hear the buzzing sound in your head anymore. So, when a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura, you can use your reaction to grant advantage to that roll. In addition, you guys have advantage on perception checks while in the aura. Mm-hmm. Okay, Luvin, you have the lantern in your hand, right? I do. Rydot forms four of his hands, two and two together, as you see three flames appear between each pair of hands, and looks at you and just says, no, no, no. We're not doing this again. His other two hands are going to... One is going to reach out towards you, Elaine. The other one is going to reach out towards to me. So, first off, he's casting Scorching Ray at Leuven. Four of them hit you, of the six. So, you are going to take a total of 23 points of fire damage. At least I'm still standing. So as the beams go out, Luvin, you duck the first one, see the second one come close and slam into the dirt beside you as it catches for a moment. One then hits you dead center of the chest and as it kind of stumbles you off balance, three others, one hit your shoulder, one your leg, and then one across the side of your face as it just singes you and burns quite a bit. Then the other two spells, one he is gonna first do at Elaine, Elaine, as this spectral hand appears, it does grasp your form. You do take four points of necrotic damage, but you cannot regain hit points until the start of your next turn. And he does hit Demean. Demean takes a little bit of damage. As this ghostly arm like seems to grip to your spider leg, Elaine, one grips Demean's arm. Leuven is kind of hunched at the edge of this aura from this demonic creature and just singed quite a bit. Leuven, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that one for a total of three. So Leuven, you have this in your hand and your mind is fuzzy. Everything's just so confusing. 
Can you roll a d10 for me, please? Three, I'm consistent. You're just standing there, not moving, not doing anything. That is the end of your turn. It is Demean's turn, so he needs to make his save. He rolled a 20 total. He's looking at how everything's going, and he is going to cast Hunter's Mark on Rhydot, and he is going to fire twice. Both hit Rhydot, one slash across the shoulder, the other one dead into his ribs as he takes a couple of steps back from the initial strike. As Rhydot, even after like both hits, looks already a bit bloodied. Yes. Auric. I am actually going to cast my Spirit Guardians, and then I am going to move up. Rhydot is now in the range, so at the start of his turn, who will roll to find out? Yep, and so is the gate. Yes, it is. But that that noise, Auric, it's... It's a little annoying. It's bothering you, yeah. I think that is it. It is the fungal thing's turn. What type of save? Wisdom? Yeah, wisdom saving throw. Okay. It saves. Half of 13, so six. It all seems to go through. So you are within 15 feet of it. A tentacle appears out of nowhere from the fungal creature, reaches out and slams your shoulder, Auric. You take 16 points of acid damage. And I need a concentration check. You have advantage because of Warcaster. That's a natural 20. You are able to maintain concentration. It seems when this thing lashed out at you, the portal like flickered and it looked like it was going to try and attack some more, but it seems like it's focusing its concentration on the portal. So that brings us to you, Elaine. I'm going to run up and chomp it right at. Does a 25 hit him? He's got good AC, but not that good. Come on, guys. And I'm going to need also need a DC 11 con saving throw. So four points of chompy damage. And he rolled a four on his con save. So he's going to take additionally two whopping points of poison damage. So you scurry forward and chomp down on right out, releasing the poison from your mandibles as it courses into his body. He uses a couple of his arms to like push the mandibles away, but stumbles back as he starts to kind of sway on his feet. It's his turn. So he has to make a wisdom save. He does save. So half of 12 is six radiant damage. So the hammer's gonna bludgeon and hit him and he kind of stumbles back. Four arms come out as you sense dark energy between his fingertips and they come together towards you and seem to try to pull something from you, Auric. In addition, one hand was gonna send a firebolt at Demean and the other one is gonna try and shock and grasp you, Elaine. But first, Auric, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 10. You feel the life yanked from you and you fall unconscious. You took 40 points of damage. So the aura is gone. Elaine, he is going to attempt to attack you first. He misses. I rolled an 11. I chuckle in spider form at his face. He made an attack roll against Amin. One was a 19. The other was a crit fail. Leuven, roll a d10 for me. Six. You're still staring at your lantern. The world's a weird place. Roll a wisdom saving throw for me. 15? Everything, like, sound comes back to you. Oryx on the ground, like, bleeding out. You see, like, his body looks partially desiccated, but he's breathing. Elaine is looking, like, in her spider form. She is still raging. The spirits are forming and trying to distract Rydot, who is, like, clutching his sides as Demean is trying to focus fire on whatever he can. 
but basically to you, you went to start to light your lantern, and then now, like, all of this just happened. But that is the end of your turn, though. How does Damien look, by the way? Just curious. He's not bloodied. Okay. It is his turn, and he does need to make a wisdom save. Succeeds. He's going to run up to you, Auric, put a hand on your unconscious form, and cast Cure Wounds at second level. So you get back 10 HP. Air comes back into your lungs. You still, like, can feel the pain. Elaine, you can actually even see off of Auric, like, there's these black veins kind of that seem to have emanated from, from like, his neck going down to his chest or something. Auric, you are prone, but conscious. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. So a total of 15. You feel for a moment that, like, your vision gets fuzzy, but you shake it off and are still focused. So I will use half my movement to stand up. I am going to cast Spiritual Weapon. And so when I cast it, it takes its first swing. Does a 25 hit. A 25 hits. And that does 11 points of damage. And for the second time, Auric, how do you want to do this? Ah, wonderful. A hammer just materializes and just clubs him right over the head, knocking him forward, face planting into the dirt. So you, Elaine, from that proximity, hear like a crack, and there's a small spray of like purplish blue blood, and his head just falls. I will use my action to cast Told the Dead on the gate fungus thingy. That's a wisdom save? Yep. It saves. It is not sure who it wants to hit, so it's going to go for Elaine. This tentacle lashes out at you and strikes you, burning away part of your form. You take 10 points of acid damage. I'm still up, guys. I was only at seven, so it bleeds over into my normal form, which I have two points left. I'm still up. Again, you see as it hits, it starts to flicker in the portal, and it looks like it wants to attack again, but decides to focus on maintaining this portal. And you essentially hear it like start to call out, like it's trying to call someone towards it. But you don't see anything on the other side of the portal, but you don't hear anything else around you yet. So, but that is its turn. Elaine, make a wisdom saving throw. Seven. Do me a favor, roll a d10. Two. You stare at this fungal form, having just seen Rydot get smacked into the dirt. Everyone, you guys just keep watching Elaine stare down at Rydot's body. She's not actually moving. Luvin. Make a wisdom saving throw. It's a whopping 13. Your vision's blurry, but you're still in control of your own faculties. You would technically have disadvantage on the next saving throw, attack roll, or ability check to make, though. Whoa, this is like last night. <laughs> Lots of things are happening. I throw an acid vial at what I assume and hope is the fungal thing. It failed. You see it try to shift slightly, but it's also, as it shifts, the portal flickers a bit. So it's making a choice to either maintain the portal or defend itself. Nine acid damage. You can tell that that acid doesn't do as much as Leuven's potions normally do. But it hurt it. As a bonus action, I'm pretty sure that's what I need to produce my final healing draw for this scenario. And I'm behind Demean. Hey, Demean, yeah, you should probably probably take this with you. 
and then I kind of stumble backwards trying to get away from this aura with my remaining movement. I move 15 feet away from stuff. So you were 15 feet closer and then 15 feet away. Yeah, just kind of diagonally toward and then diagonally backwards the other direction. So you scurry forward and nearly drop your healing potion as you're drawing it up, but you, you kind of catch it and plant it and start to fumble backwards. But the buzzing ceases by the end of your movement. Demean's turn. He is going to make his wisdom save. He did not succeed. So he pulls an arrow back and he looks confused as well. You see his arm pull back a moment. He starts to direct it kind of in a wave amongst all of you, like he's uncertain and the arrow still fires at the creature. Nat 20. So the arrow sinks into the creature. He can only make one attack because of the effect he's under. But he's going to roll his wisdom save, and he seems to shake his head out of it. It's like, what? And he sees his arrow embedded in the creature. He's like, oh, okay. Starts to draw again. Auric, I need a wisdom saving throw. 21. The buzzing's not bothering you at all. I will first use my bonus action at my spiritual weapon attack. Does a 10 hit. It shifts just enough that you hit the stone and not the fungal growth on it. Yeah, I'm going to cast... Cure wounds on myself. I heal a little. You feel rejuvenated by your divine energy. Let's see. I'll go ahead and move as well. Okay. It is taking attack of opportunity on you. As it swings, you feel the blessings of Yadamine as it tips the edges of the platings on your shoulders and barely deflects it from hitting you. You, by the way, moved far enough away that you are not hearing this buzzing anymore. It is its turn, and it has two potential targets. It's going to go for Demean. So you watch a tentacle go out and smack Demean across the arm he has his bow in, and it just singes the sleeve and the skin, and it just pushes him as he stumbles and like catches himself and is breathing heavily. Elaine, roll a d10. A one... Elaine, roll a D8. Four. Elaine just starts running all the way over here. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw at the end of your turn. 22. You suddenly, like, are far away. You don't hear the buzzing. And why were you running? And you look at Leuven's, like, right next to you, basically. And it's just, how did Leuven get there? Leuven. Point of clarification, a question to the DM, I suppose. Don't we get the sense that Domian really needs to run through this portal before we take out this fungal thing? You get the sense that the portal might might last a little bit longer because you do know you will have to use Dispel Magic to remove it. Ah. Basically, the portal seems to be like, he, it's trying to make the portal permanent. Right now, it's just unstable. I'm throwing another acid vial at it. I'm 30 feet away. Dex save. Fails. That is 10 acid damage. So you hurl the vial and see it splash. You have a clear line of sight now. Before, you had so many people in your way. But you are able to see that while the acid hits it, it doesn't burn away as much as it should have. However, as it does burn away, you're noticing the fungal form is not so solid anymore. And I'm just going to take a few steps back out of the aura. So you step away so that the buzzing ceases. That does bring us to Demean, who needs to make his own save, who does save. And he is going to pick up the healing draw you left him, get... Straight shot on the portal. Yeah, he's going to drink the potion. He heals by 14. He is going to then fire two shots. Both hit as two arrows sink into this creature. 
it is starting to look pretty rough. And Damien looks like he's basically, as it's starting to look rough, he seems to like he's getting ready to run through. But Auric, is your turn. I will use my bonus action to have my spiritual weapon attack. Does a 23 hit. A 23 does hit. Five damage. You have a clear enough line of sight to see that that all goes through as force damage as it just smacks the fungal growth against the stone and kind of flattens it between. As this creature is seeming to let out a consistent telepathic screech to the general area. I will move one square out of the way so I'm no longer in the aura. And I will use my action to cast Toll the Dead on it. So it needs a wisdom saving throw. Not with a three and an eight. Damage is 15. That resounding. And it shrivels from the damage. You see some of its form just starts to drop off of itself and collapse. The portal seems to be flickering the same amount. It's not lessening in any way. But this thing looks really rough. And it's its turn. It's going to attack the only person within range to mean. So you see two whips go out. The first one, he shifts as it slams the ground beside him. The second one catches him in the leg and just grips for a moment before he like uses an arrow to slice it free. But he stumbles down to one knee. He's up. Not by a lot, but he's up. But Elaine, you're up. I'm actually going to run up about up 30 feet as I pull out just a regular javelin and huck it at the creature. Make your attack roll. 25 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Elaine, you hurl the javelin as it pierces through this cluster of three red eye-like protrusions from this fungus. You just hear one final piercing screech that echoes out in the entire area around you. But as it does, the javelin sticks into the stonework. The portal is flickering in and out, but is still up as the rest of this fungal growth just slows and falls away from around the javelin until eventually that cluster where the eyes were just falls apart as well. And there is a big slump of ichor on the ground. And then yell at Demean to get through the portal! As it's flickering in and out, he looks at it and just turns to you, Auric. Do you need a healing first? I've got a few spells left. If you have one to spare, that'd be fantastic. Aye, at least I could do to get you on your way. I will say, it looks like the portal, while incomplete, is still up. You may still need to use that uh, to spell magic if you can. I, I saved one in the tube for that. I've got a little healing left in me, too, in case you need it. I cast Cure Wounds, and I healed him for five. Do I have long enough to drop my rage and cast Cure Wounds on him as well? You can. Ten points of healing from me. Let's make it a Cure Wounds trio. That is nine healing. Thank you again, Rumble Squad. He looks at the portal as it's flickering and just says, It's been an interesting journey, but best of luck to all of you. Stay safe and listens out to the surrounding forest that seems to be shifting and moving in the breeze. And you hear the distant sounds of creatures. He just goes, Once you close it, I'd go back to the Ancestral Hearts quickly. I... He just nods and says, Thank you. Go get him, buddy. He puts his bow away, draws both swords, and runs through the portal as you see it flicker and shimmer as he hits this surface, and you see him on the other side for a brief moment before he disappears. So after he is out of sight, I will go ahead and cast Dispel Magic. Pull out my hammer and point at it. 
and say, Be gone, ye abomination. As divine magic flows through you, through the hammer, and light emanates from it, filling the entirety of this demonic, chaotic portal to a realm of pure violence and bloodshed. You see it shimmer. The surface seems to almost crack and fade as you see before you a plain stone archway beyond which is the field and trees similar that surround you now. And that's where we're going to leave the story today. Leuven reflects on this adventure in a letter to one of his pen pals. Two, Robin, Orenthal, Bremer Empire, Neversol Network Standard Shipping, from Leuven Cromdell, 9, Nave Nui, year 322. Hey, Robin. I know I threw a lot at you in my last letter about the volatile state of affairs in the Rigorum, not to mention my own personal struggles since you-know-who assaulted my memories. To avoid being too doom and gloom, I should at least mention that I'm hanging in there. Better yet, I should mention that we succeeded in closing the portal to the Abyss on the Champion's lands. It wasn't easy. Rydot revived himself into a new body since we last killed him in Neverhelm, so we had to do it all again. And it probably won't be the last time. But for now, I'm just glad we succeeded. By closing that portal and helping Demean through it, I'm convinced that we saved countless lives. Golly, our actions may have even saved the world! I'll never know for sure, and that's really for the best. I'd rather not find out what happens if a portal like that is ever completed. You know, Robin, I'm not really sure what'll kill me first. Our foes, or my lack of access to the network? At the rate we're going, this letter will be woefully out of date by the time it reaches you. It's super annoying. Also, my folks taught me it's improper to envy in other circumstances, but I must admit, I wouldn't mind some time in your shoes right now. Curling up with a good book after a day at a so-called boring government job sounds so idyllic. What kinds of books have you been reading lately anyway? I'm sure they must be fascinating. Sending you my best from the Rigorum. Lubin. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten or check out our website, dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found, and please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. See ya!